0: I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and welcome to another episode of Women of Her Story, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women who have made or are making their mark on our society. As always, let me introduce to you my co-host, Captain Smellmore. Howdy.
1: Good afternoon. How are you doing today?
0: (laughs) I'm doing pretty well. Are you ready to learn about the mother of the black resistance in South Africa during the apartheid?
1: Please educate me.
0: All right. I apologize in advance. Names are difficult for me. I'm doing my absolute best. Lillian Ngoyi was born on September 24th, 1911 in the city of Pretori. She was one of six children to Isaac Mankatang and Annie Modipa Matabane. Lillian had a relatively standard upbringing for the time, and she attended the Kilnerton Institute in the 1920s with aspirations of becoming a teacher. Hardships fell on the family, forcing her to quit school in order to help support her family. From 1928 to 1930, Lillian worked as a nurse at the City Mine Hospital. A few years later, in 1934, she married John Nigoyi, a van driver. They had three children, Edith Mosime, Memory Shoke, and Eggert. Aww. And I guess they gave up on the two-name thing Aww. by Eggert.
1: Those are cute names. I
0: know. I like, that. I like it too. John and Lillian eventually did separate, but from what I could find, it was mostly an amicable separation. Okay. A year into their marriage, Lillian took a job as a domestic servant and absolutely loathed loathed I'm gonna say that again. She absolutely loathed the experience and quit after three months on the job. Oh wow. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's saying something because it doesn't sound like she's a, a quitter.
1: No, it's um, it seems like it, it would take a decent amount to you know break her and to do mm-hmm. n- not doing something anymore in three months. Yeah, Is a
0: while to stick out. Something that you yeah, are, are really, really hating. hating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I one time quit a job after one training
1: shift. <laughs> See, that's you know, you <laughs> I knew was in like, a day. Mm. No, no. Yeah, you didn't... Yeah. And I wasn't... Yeah. I it, was like, befo- it was after you got <laughs> hired, so you <laughs> gave it a shot.
0: After a bit more searching, Lillian found herself working as a machinist in a clothing factory from the mid-40s to the mid-50s. There, she was elected an official in the Garment Workers Union Native branch.
1: had a girl. Yes. Yeah.
0: This position led her to dedicating her life to human... Hum- humanitarian works. One of her first arrests on record is from her trying to use post office facilities that were exclusively used for whites in 1950.
1: Good, I'm glad she tried to cross that line. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absurd. Mm -hmm. So good.
0: Exactly. And in 1952 Lillian joined the African National Congress or ANC. The ANC was dedicated to ending the unequal status of black and white South Africans known as the apartheid. Lillian Ngoyi, Helen Sussman, Helen Joseph, Ida Mwana, and Charlotte Mashiki, I've lost my place, founded the Women's League of the African National Congress. Nice. I know, and before she knew it, Lillian was holding leadership positions within the ANC, including national president and Transvaal provincial president of the Women's League.
1: Well, I love these take charge women. I yeah. know,
0: especially ones where you can tell they were just born to lead. I think an indicator um, in her life would be her initially wanting to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Because that I mean that is such a leadership role and that's someone who is already dedicated to like bettering the lives of people around of other you. People. Exactly. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it just it just took a different um turn for her. Lillian was a fantastic, natural, charismatic public speaker. This would explain her quick rise to leadership within the community. In nineteen fifty-three, Lillian was imprisoned for her role in the Congress campaign against race laws. In 1954, she was the only woman elected to the national executive of ANC.
1: Representation. There Mm -hmm. you go. Only woman. In
0: 1955, Lillian served as an elected delegate to the World Mothers Conference in Lausanne, Switzerland.
1: Nice. Impressive.
0: Mm -hmm. In order to attend the event, she left South Africa without a passport, putting herself at even greater risk. Moving right along, to 1956, <laughs> Lillian was named the national president of the newly formed Federation of South African Women.
1: Oh, she was in charge of a lot of things. That's, good. That's just how much of a boss she was, mm-hmm. though, in life, that people put her in those leadership roles. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that people, you know, trusted her with that. Yeah. yeah. The group organized a group of over 20,000 women to protest the inclusion of women in the pass laws controlling the movement of blacks in South Africa. Um, I found this definition of the pass laws on SouthAfricanHistory.org. The pass laws was a system used to control the movement of black, Indian, and colored people in South Africa. The past said which areas a person was allowed to move through or be in and if a person was found outside of these areas they would be arrested. It was not effectively ended until nineteen
1: eighty six. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is insane.
1: That, not that long ago. Nope. Nope. It's very bad.
0: Very, very bad. Very bad. <laughs> so back to this, this group of women that were, were being um organized. They chose Thursday, August 9th, 1956, for their protests. Why Thursday? Why not a weekend? Well, Thursday was the day that most black domestic workers had off each week. Hmm. Right? I feel like that's such an interesting
1: okay.
0: random day, but they really thought that out. They wanted to have as many people there as possible. Yeah. As they arrived by mostly trains, they walked to the Union buildings in groups of two and three, as large groups had been banned by authorities. The larger groups met at the gardens and the amphitheaters near the Union building. Representatives of each race group in South Africa carried 14,000 petitions. For presentation to Prime Minister J. G. Stridom, who just so happened to not be available. Hmm. Yeah. Convenient. Hmm. Crazy. Convenient. He, hmm. He made sure he was elsewhere so that he did not have to accept petitions from multicultural groups of women. Of course. Mm-hmm. His secretary was there instead. <laughs> The women stood for 30 minutes in silence, and then they sang a woman's freedom song. I will not butcher the original language, so I will just give you guys the translation. When you strike the woman, you strike a rock. You will be crushed. You will die. It's my new theme song.
1: That's very powerful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Uh, especially considering
0: after half an hour of silence... And then for this, this song, the, think about over 20,000 people singing this song. It's moving. Oh, oh, I have little chill bumpies. Like, oh you my gosh. You can't unsee
1: see that, you know, that has to, that, like, that stays what, with you. Yeah,
0: that really stays with you. Mm-hmm. The official petition reads as follows. We, the women of South Africa, have come here today. We African women know too well the effect of this law upon our homes and our children. We who are not African women know how our sisters suffer. For us, an insult to African women is an insult to all women. The homes will be broken up when women are arrested under pass laws. That women and young girls will be exposed to humiliation and degradation at the hands of past-searching policemen. That women will lose their right to move freely from one place to another. We, voters and voteless, call upon our government not to issue passes to African women. We shall not resist until we have won for our children, their fundamental rights of freedom, justice, and security. Woo!
1: I mean, I Woo. I have chills now. Woo! I...
0: And you know,
1: so clear cut that they want,
0: and it's so is, interesting.
1: They want their equality. They, they want equality you know, like, freedom.
0: And I and I like that it's not just coming from the F, like the um women of color, that they're saying, listen, like that that there are allies in that community that are saying they can't vote. We're gonna we're gonna vote. We're gonna make our voices known that this is not okay. Yeah. You cannot break people like this. Yeah. Now, they were ultimately subjected to the past laws February 1st, 1963. I know. It's really, really not great. <laughs> I hate to uh, just deflate.
1: Yeah, yeah, this especially whole after thing. that whole petition. I felt yeah. very motivated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it fell on deaf ears after this date it was a criminal offense for african women as well as men to be caught without their reference papers and it would be illegal for anyone to employ an african of either sex who did not possess the reference papers
1: that's a ridiculous sorry you know, to interrupt keep going it's the worst
0: the groups also contributed to the congress of people in 1955. when the freedom charter was drawn up they provided a list titled What Women Demand. Basically it included child care provisions, housing, education, equal pay, and equal rights to men in property, marriage, and guardianship of children. You Just know
1: standard stuff. Standard
0: Just being a human. It's
1: a normal wanting thing to be that you would want for you know, your female relative, if you're a male who might not believe in something like that. <laughs> it's always the people who are like, you know, we are like, well, why, why do you why? want equal? Well, what about this? What about that? And it's like you do you not want that for your for for, your for, mom? for, for any of your yeah yeah do you not for care your about your mom yeah do you not <laughs> right? do you, you don't want equality for your mom that's really weird
0: crazy anyway crazy the protests in the union building offices of Prime Minister J G Stridgdom resulted in Lillian being arrested and tried for treason for which she was later acquitted which is. You know, that's good at least. At least.
1: <laughs> the very least.
0: The ANC was banned by the South African government in 1960, so they just moved their business underground. That same year, Lillian was arrested once again during a declared state of emergency. She was given no trial and spent five months in solitary confinement at Pretoria Prison. Wow. I know. How is that even... Five
1: months in solitary... Solitary confinement sounds ridiculous. And I can't even being imagine being never
0: given a trial. Like yeah. what? What?
1: I can't mm. even imagine. That's like that episode of Law and Order SVU where Stella, uh, Elliot Stabler went into that, into the solitary confinement for like, for X amount of time because someone else did, and he wanted to see what it was Whoa. like. And then afterward, like they let him out, and he was just like a broken a person, totally different person. And it's like, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what. No, that's, that's, those are horrible human conditions. Those aren't even living conditions. No. That's not living conditions. No, absolutely not.
0: (laughs) Adding to her rap sheet, the ANC leaders were arrested in 1963, and Lillian was one of the first people to be held under the 90-day detention law. She spent 71 days imprisoned in Johannesburg. There were no formal charges against her, and once again, she received no trial. They, like there was no reason for her to be jailed for over two months
1: yeah Mm-mm. they
0: had no charges they were just like you're you're causing too much of a fuss let's let's put you down here they,
1: they just disagreed with her yeah and they, yeah. she spoke out and she didn't they didn't like that mm-hmm. ridiculous
0: from her release until her death, Lillian was restricted in her movements and contacts by the South African government. she was officially, a banned person and she couldn't even be quoted in the press there was a student revolt in 1976 that was crucial in the struggle against the apartheid the anc bolstered their ranks with young energy and they ultimately in 1986 were finally able to get the past laws off the books
1: leave it to the younger generation and turn things around for everyone else
0: sometimes sometimes you know like the the ANC for so long had been led by these incredible leaders, but they had been leading it for what 20 years, yeah. and sometimes you just have to have fresh eyes, fresh yeah. energy, fresh... change of the guards. Exactly, mm. exactly. On March 12th, 1980, Lillian died in her home in the suburban township of Soweto. Oh. I know she suffered from heart troubles. The ANC settlement in Dakawa, Tanzania, 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 Tanzania. Tanz- I thought so, Tanzania <laughs> mm-hmm. memorialized, um, <laughs> memorialized her by naming a residence in her honor. On August 9th, 2000, their National Women's Day, monuments were unveiled at Malabangwe and Boko Suwene, the amphitheater where they gathered. It was called Monument to the Women of South Africa, and was organized by the Department of Arts, Culture, Science, and Technology. The Monument Steering Committee was formed in 1999 with a judging panel consisting of a veteran of the march, a member of the president's office, three artists, a designer, and a curator. A seven-day workshop at Technicon Pretoria was put on to make sure the event was fair and transparent, allowing disadvantaged artists to participate as well.
1: That's excellent.
0: Yeah, I know, right? I think that's so rare. I feel like you don't hear of that sort of consideration being taken in this sort of, um, it's
1: a good way to maintain thing. checks and balances in terms of making sure everyone gets picked fairly. And, exactly. You no know, one gets overlooked by someone else.
0: Mm-hmm. In all, there were 60 entries, and ultimately, Wilma Cruz and Marcus Holmes won. The steps leading to the amphitheater have scattered words of the petitions. When you climb the stairs leading to the monument, you trigger a sound message in 11 languages. It says, you strike the woman, you strike the rock. When you get to the vestibules, there is an Im- imbocodu in the center, which is a small grinding stone on a larger grinding stone. They sit atop a polished circular bronze stone surrounded by a darker bronze octagon plate. The stone symbolizes the women's labor and nurturance while the bronze plate symbolizes the earth and stone they sit upon. Lillian Ngoni was an incredible woman. Her determination, compassion, insight, and ability to get up time and time again is astounding. The type of passion and commitment you have to have to spend incredible amounts of time in prison simply for existing and speaking out, to then get out of solitary and start right back up again. That's just incredible. It takes incredible. A,
1: yeah, a strong person to withstand as much as she did you know and to lead the groups that she did to see the victories to see the loss you -hmm, know mm -hmm.
0: um yeah and i think you know unfortunately she did die before apartheid was you know officially um or at least the past laws were officially off the books you know and and but i i have a feeling that she could feel that it was it was, it was, her work wasn't being, um, was, wasn't all for naught. You no, know? yeah. I, I think, I would hope that she could see that she really did make a difference. And that just also goes to show that, like, we have no excuse to not speak up and speak out. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, there's no excuse to not, and, um...
1: Everyone plays a role, you know, No. no and no role is too small.
0: Exactly, and everybody has a different think, you know, like she was right in the front of it always, you know, I was about to say always in prison, but,
1: she you, was know, always,
0: <laughs> but was always you know, but, you know, and, up and for a sometimes pe- pe- not everyone is going to be able to be that sort of foot soldier, you know, not, that's not everyone's place. And you can find a place for yourself in, in every movement. I don't mean to say like shift into change, you, no,
1: but absolutely. like there
0: is a place for you. Yeah. And you just mm-hmm. have to find what you're good at and mm-hmm. what where you can make what your best you. difference. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Where are you most useful? Yeah. In in these movements. Yeah. Any closing thoughts?
1: Um strong strong leader. Yeah. Um
0: really incredible a
1: really you know
0: powerful and you know i actually i i kind of wish i i had been able to find anything about her children really Mm -hmm. um just to see where they um have ended up
1: Mm -hmm. if they might have taken up the mantle in some form or another i
0: couldn't i couldn't find anything like that maybe they're they're Go- names are different, I'm not sure. I mean but... her
1: legacy does live on at least through this podcast. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and so. just so
0: there's there's some really interesting stuff and the um the monument is really beautiful. Um I'll try to remember to post a picture of it. Absolutely. I'll try
1: to remember I'll try to remind you. <laughs> yeah. Um but those are my final thoughts. Yeah, thanks for asking.
0: Well, thank you all so much for tuning in again. We we love that you guys keep coming back every week. And make sure you come back this Friday for an interview with LA-based up-and-coming writer slash director Kylie Eaton. Her new sci-fi superhero short film, Kinetic, is being showcased in the Indie Shorts International Festival this week. The online festival starts today and will continue through the 26th, culminating in a filmmaker Q&A on Sunday, July 26th at 7pm. In our interview, she talks more about her film, what inspires her, and just so many other things.
1: She sounds like a really cool person. I can't wait to hear about her. Am She's I invited? She's
0: so cool. You are invited.
1: Am I invited? I'm invited. You are
0: invited. I'm invited. You're I'm all excited.
1: invited. <laughs> I'm very excited. Guys, we're all invited.
0: <laughs> Hope you
1: didn't have any plans for the next couple weeks.
0: <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and all that jazz. The larger the audience grows, the more and more people we can share these stories with. Visit our website at
1: www.ofherstory.com
0: Follow us on the social medias Twitter at
1: The Her Story Pod Instagram Women of Her Story Podcast
0: and feel free to shoot us an email
1: Women of Her Story Podcast at gmail.com
0: And until Friday, be safe, stay healthy, and show the world what you're
1: made of. Wear a mask. Take care. <laughs> This is a New York glitch production. You are the worst.